Welcome to the Sheikh Mystery Series. So, <coughs> we're in the second uh, Shiur of this series, and we're talking about living with miracles in the Yemes Mashiach, in the times of Mashiach. So, last week we spoke about um, a specific miracle that will occur when Mashiach comes, about how women will uh, give birth uh, a lot quicker and a lot more often when Mashiach will come. So what I'd like to discuss this week is discuss the, the broader subject. Why is it important that, the, that there will be miracles when Mashiach comes? Why is that important? Why is that an important thing? Of course, we'll appreciate it. Of course, it's a nice thing. But why is it? Why do our sages, why do Chazal speak so much about the miracles when Mashiach comes? What is so, what's so important about that? So... I think the answer to this question is there's a number of answers to this question. So what I'd like to do this evening is explore the Rebbe's uh, approach, the way the Rebbe looks at, uh, the way the Rebbe answers this question. And I think if we look at the different sources and the different sikhs and maimarim, we'll see that there's actually um, a lot of different answers to this question, a lot of different uh, levels, a lot of different uh, <clears throat> ways of uh, looking at the, at, at the subject. Um, so the truth is, is that even before we start analyzing the miracles that Mashiach will come, we could really even go a step back and discuss this even from a halakhic point of view. You look in the Rambam. So the Rambam, although, as we'll see, and it's known, the Rambam is not of the opinion that there will be miracles per se when Mashiach comes, Nevertheless, the Rambam does hold that the world will be different when Mashiach will come. You know, it will be a peaceful world. And uh, so even that, so the Rambam brings that in the, the Sefer of Halacha. So why is that an important thing? Why is it important that uh, when Mashiach will come, so we'll have a peaceful world and it will be a place where it will be easy, so to say, to fulfill Torah Mitzvah. So why is that a necessary component? So let's just see what the Rambam says this so the Rambam says, He says, don't think that the Mashiach will come, anything will change, or there will be anything new in creation. The world will act as it usually does. Now this that the Prophet Yeshaya says, that the wolf will lie with the lamb, the nomim gidi yubats, and the leopard will crouch down with the kid goat. This is just a parable. This is just an analogy. The, the, the meaning of the, this analogy is that the Jewish people, they will dwell in tranquility with all of the all of the uh, the sinners, uh, it's all the wicked, uh, the wicked um, nations who are compared to Hamashulam Kizevinam, who are compared to a wolf and a leopard. And he goes on to say, will all come back to the true religion, they won't steal, they won't destroy, so on and so forth. So, in other words, it's going to be a peaceful world when Mashiach will come. And in that, in the rest of that that parak, that chapter in Rambam, the Rambam continues along the same lines. And in the last halacha, probably the most famous halacha, he goes on to say, "At that time, there won't be any 
famine, there won't be any war, there won't be any jealousy, there won't be any competition. For goodness will be plenty, plentiful. And all delicacies will be found just like dust. It will be as plentiful as dust. The whole... Uh, the whole pursuit of the entire world will just be will just be will just be to know Hashem. And therefore, the Jewish people will be great sages. They'll know the hidden things. And they will understand the knowledge of their, of their Creator to the potential of man. As it says that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem as the water covers the seabed. So in other words, the Ramam is saying that when Mashiach will come, it will be a peaceful world, there won't be any problems, everybody will have what they need, and we'll just be able to dedicate our lives to knowing Hashem, to the pursuit of the knowledge of God. So the Rebbe asked the following question. This is in the Hadram al-Rabbam from Tavshin Memvav, 1986. Rebbe, after the, the third, um, sorry, the second Siyum Harambam, Second conclusion of the Rambam cycle. So the Rambam spoke about this last this last parak in Rambam. The Rambam asked the following question, um, starting from the second paragraph in in, in, in Ois Aleph. He says, "V'tzarek lahaven hari kolhan yadim shebesefu Mishnah Torah him halachas." Now all of the things in Mishnah Torah, they're all halachas. She'in yonim who psach din b'nigel which the purpose of of a halacha is. It's telling us what to do. How is describing the state of Mashiach? How is that a halacha? What is the relevance? What's the practical relevance in day-to-day life in halacha, which is about what to do from knowing the way the world will be at the times of Mashiach? Says the Rebbe, Shahachiyuv lahamin beviyas ha-Mashiach v'lachis l'biyasei koilul gam kol ha-maylis she-yuaz. The, we have to believe in Mashiach. There's an obligation, we have to believe in Mashiach. So what is it, what's the definition of believing in Mashiach? Believing in what, specifically? So I believe that Mashiach will come. There will be this person, Mashiach, who will come and he will redeem the Jewish people, take them out of exile, bring them back to Israel. And we'll bring back the Shleimus of Tereb Mitzvahs. Now we'll be able to fulfill all of God's commandments properly. But that's not enough. Believing in Mashiach means you believe in all of the great things that will happen then as well. So based on this, what follows is that describing the state of the world in the times of Mashiach, it's not just the story, it's a halacha. Psak din This is a psak din. It's telling us what to do practically. We have to believe and we have to wait not only that Mashiach should come in general, we have to believe in all of the details of that, of that uh, state of that era, of, of the times of Mashiach. So that's why the Rambam is telling us about the way the world will look, because that is all part of the belief, what we have to believe in. We have to believe that the world is going to be a different world when Mashiach comes. So that's step one of our answer. However, but that itself requires explanation. 
Why is it not enough to believe and await the coming of Mashiach in general? Why are we also obligated to await and believe in all the details of Mashiach? Why is it not enough just to believe that Mashiach will come? Okay. So, in order to answer this question, we have to define what is the essential purpose of Mashiach and Halacha. So this is actually something that the Rebbe discussed on the uh, previous occasion, many many times, and the answer is act is is also is actually answered by the Rambam as explained by the Rambam in the previous parak, the previous chapter in Mishnah Torah, Parak Yidalov, chapter eleven of Hilchas uh, Malachim. Rambam over there uh, explains, and uh, as the Rebbe expounds on it, what the definition of Biyasa Mashiach is. What's the essential? What's the quintessential? Point of Mashiach. The purpose of the, the definition of Bias and Mashiach, it's a time when when Torah mitzvahs will be in their completion. As the Rambam describes in the previous chapter, chapter 11 of Hilchais Malachim, that all of the mitzvahs will return in his days as they were beforehand. We'll bring Karbanes, we'll do Shemitah, and Yoivel, Kachol Mitzvah, as the Torah stipulates. Now, this level of perfection that the world will reach, or sorry, that Torah Mitzvah will be at, the perfection of Torah Mitzvah that will have when Mashiach will come is even greater than it was in the times of when the Beis HaMikdash stood in the, in the previous uh, Bat HaMikdash, the previous temples. We're even talking about in comparison to those times when there weren't all these nations who oppressed the Jewish people. Like in the times of because only when Mashiach will come, then Hashem will remove the heart of stone from our hearts. We'll be able, we won't have a Yetzirah, we won't have this evil inclination that's preventing us from fulfilling Tzadamitzvah properly. I'm just uh, turning over to the next page. It's on the column on the left. It's going from left to right here. Um, now, so based on this, we can explain. Why this? Why the belief? Why the obligation to believe in Mashiach? Why does it also include the description of the way the world will be then? Because this description is an explanation. It's a reason why we'll have the perfection of Torah mitzvahs then. Which is the definition of Mashiach. In other words, the Rambam is explaining how is it possible that we'll be able to have Mashiach. So Mashiach, the definition of Mashiach is the perfection of Torah Mitzvahs. How will that be possible? We'll have to have a peaceful world. We'll have to have a world that there's no hate and there's no and there's no uh, jealousy and all these things and we have all of our physical needs taken care of and that way we'll, we'll be able to dedicate our lives to fulfilling Torah and Mitzvah properly. 
So we're already a step further, right? So we said we have to believe, right? We have to believe that Mashiach will come. Now, what's the definition of Mashiach again? That will be a, a perfection of Torah mitzvahs. Now, we, now the Rambam says, well, how, how is it going to be a perfection of Torah mitzvahs? Only if you have a peaceful world. So that's why you have to believe that there's a peaceful world. But we're not, but there's a further question. I will be, I will be, I'm not, but that's not a, not, that explanation is not enough. Based on this, so what is it important to believe in? It's, to, it's important to believe that Mashiach will bring the perfection of Torah Mitzvahs. That's the definition of Mashiach. However, yeah, the fact that the world will be in such a state where there won't be famine and war and so on and so forth. This is only a side point that's allowing the Jewish people to fulfill Torah Mitzvahs properly. So why is the description of the world then, which is seemingly only a side point, why is that part of our belief in Mashiach? Why do we have to believe in that? In other words, why is it not enough just to believe that Mashiach will bring the fulfillment, the perfection of Torah Mitzvahs? Now you might wonder, how is that possible? What's going to change? How is it possible when Mashiach will come? Suddenly we'll be able to fulfill all of Torah Mitzvahs properly. So good. So I, I don't know how. Yeah. What, what, so I don't know. So, I, so I'm not sure how it's going to happen. Why, why am I lacking in my belief in Mashiach. I have to believe that Mashiach is going to bring back the perfection of Torah Mitzvah. I have to believe that one day there's going to come a Mashiach, a king, who's going to restore the Davidic dynasty, Malchus Beis David, and we'll have Torah Mitzvahs perfectly. We'll be able to fulfill all of them like it never happened ever before. How that's going to happen? I don't know. Whatever. doesn't matter, right? So good. It's an, it's interesting to know how it's going to happen because the world is going to be a different world. Will be peaceful, but why? Why is that important? Why is that halacha? Why do you have to believe? Why is that part of the belief in, in Mashiach? So it says the Rebbe as follows: Hine. We have to define better. What is it? What's the? What is when we say that Torah mitzvahs are are, are going to be b'shleimus? We'll have the perfection of Torah mitzvahs. So what does that mean exactly? So. Now, usually we look at it that what does God want? What does Hashem want? He wants that we should we there should be we should be able to fulfill Torah and mitzvahs. Now you might ask, so how is that possible? So in order for us to fulfill Torah and mitzvahs, so there needs to be a world, and we need to have all the physical things in the world, and there needs to be all of the, the so to say, all the props necessary for, in order for us to fulfill Torah mitzvahs. But that, you could look at all of that, that's just like a side point. In other words, technically, in order to, in order to fulfill Torah mitzvahs, so we need to have all these things in place, all these physical things, in order to fulfill Torah mitzvahs. But we know, this explains that the world isn't just like uh, what you call a hechetimtza. It's not just like, uh, um, it's not just a way, just, like a, a means to an end, so to say, a, a means to an end in order to fulfill Torah Mitzvah, so there needs to be a world. The world is, is the, it, that's the purpose of Torah Mitzvah. The purpose of Torah Mitzvah is to affect the world. Not that, okay, God wants it to be Torah Mitzvah, and so, though, so technically there needs to be a world in order for it to be fulfilled. 
The whole goal of Teremitz is, is to affect the world. Dida betachtainim. That Hashem should have a lower, a dwelling place in the lower realms. That's the, that's the goal of Teremitzvahs. So that's what the Rebbe says here. Inin ha-mitzvahs hu lifel b'kirchis ve'ivari ha'adam u'v'advarim sheba'ilam. The purpose of a mitzvah, of Hashem's commandments, is to affect the person's abilities, the person's body, all of his physical limbs, and the physical things in the world with which you're fulfilling the mitzvah. To affect them that they should be in sync with the instructions of the Torah, with the directives of the Torah. Meaning that the mitzvah has to affect the, the person, it has to affect the world that they should be in such a state, they should be in sync. And all the details, the way they're supposed to be according to the halachas of Torah. And when will Torah mitzvahs have this ultimate effect? Only when Mashiach comes. Then the world will be in such a state not only will there not be any obstacles in the world which will prevent but on the contrary the world will be in such a state that it will be the earth will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem in order that it will be possible for a person to fulfill the midst of knowing Hashem in the ultimate way Okay, that's already another thing. Now we can understand why the Rambam is telling us such a lengthy explanation about how the world is going to be when Mashiach comes. Even though this description of the state of the world is seemingly only a side point, it's only explaining how technically it will be possible to fulfill Torah mitzvahs in the in the perfect way. So the reason why the Rambam is telling us this is because the fact that the world will be in such a state, misbante hashlemus the Torah mitzvahs. This demonstrates. This brings out the perf- the perfection, the ultimate goal of Torah and mitzvahs. Shapoilam gamba oilam. The Torah mitzvahs will affect the world. And that's why we have to believe in all these details. And it's not just enough just to believe that Mashiach is going to bring back the Shlemus of Torah Mitzvahs. So in other words, what the Rebbe is to sum up, what the Rebbe is saying in this Sikha, the bottom line is, is why is it important? Why is it important to believe that all of that the world will be in a tranquil state, that it will be in a peaceful state, and it will allow Torah and mitzvahs. It's not just a technical thing, okay, because the purpose of Mashiach is Torah and mitzvahs, and therefore we need to have a world in which will be Torah and mitzvahs, and that will allow the fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs. It's more than that. The whole, the whole purpose of Torah and mitzvahs, what, is the, what do we mean that will be a, the, the shlameless of Torah and mitzvahs is that the Torah and mitzvahs will affect the world, that the world will be in a state that allows shlameless of Torah and mitzvahs. So that this is so this is the first expla- explanation of here. So this is just in halacha, even before we get to the miracles of Mashiach and all the miraculous thing. But just the very fact that the world will be in a peaceful state and will have everything the way it should be, that itself is essential to the whole concept of Bias Mashiach in halacha, the perfection of Torah mitzvahs. Okay. 
Now, in this next sikha over here, in Chilak Lamed Zion, Parshas Bechu Kaisai, on the Kutti Sichas, lengthy sikha over here, the Rebbe will, the, the Rebbe will take this to, to, uh, to a further state. So, now, if, if you just take the, the, the previous explanation, the previous biur from, from, the, from the Hadron, from Tavshin Memvav, 1986, so you could ask, okay, so it would seem that the whole idea that the world is going to be in a tranquil state, so it's basically, at the end of the day, it's all there in order to bring out the perfection of Torah Mitzvahs. But it seems that Chazal, if you look in Chazal, if you look in the Gemara, there's so many descriptions about it, so many miracles and so many things that seem to be beyond just, you know, describing that, uh, you know, okay, the world will be in a state that uh, now will be the fulfillment uh, of Torah Mitzvahs. Like, for example, uh, brings over here, it says in, it says, the Pesach says, V'nasen uh, Yevula, right? says the earth will give its crop. What do I say? It says not, the world, the, the earth will not produce fruit as it does now. The earth will produce fruit the way it did in the days of other Marishan. So from where do we know that the earth You'll plant, uh, it says you'll plant, uh, you'll plant for, uh, fruit, and then the fruit will grow that very same day. So the voice says that Hashem will make a remember, uh, uh, will make a remembrance for His miracles. In other words, when Mashiach will come, Hashem will once again, the world will be in the same state it was in the times of uh, Adam Arishin, of the first man. Like it says on the first day of creation, sorry, on the third day of creation, it says that um, let the earth, Hashem said, let the earth, um, let it grow grass. It means on the very day that the, the grass was sown in the earth, and that very day it sprouted. The the It says the the tree of the field will will produce, will give forth its fruit. Not in the way it does now. It will do it the way it did in the times of other Marishan. On the very same day that it was planted, it will also um, give forth its fruit. So, in other words, many different miracles that are happening, things that are beyond. That you could just say, okay, this is just allowing, you know, the fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs, right? This seems like it's an important thing, these miracles that are happening, which, um, as we mentioned previously, the Rebbe speaks of that even the Rambam agrees that eventually these things will happen literally, although he doesn't say that in Mishnah Torah, but other, uh, in other sources, the Rambam mentions that in the Geras Tchiyas HaMesim. And for, so for, uh, further, it says, Minayin Sheho Eitz Asadliyas Nechol. So furthermore, the the tree itself will be will, will be able to be eaten. Talmud Leimer eats pre. Then it says, We'll see that even um, barren trees, fruit that nowadays do not produce fruit, they will produce fruit. In Mashiach come. Talmud Leimer the eats hasada yitain Yes, it says that the tree of the field will produce its fruit. 
And uh, then you have in Mesechus Ksubais, in the next uh, paragraph, it says, The Gemara in the end of Ksubais says, Eretz Yisrael will produce like, uh, de- uh, like, like Danish's delicacies and all types of nice garments will grow from the ground. It says that a, um, the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? the the wheat kernels? It will it will be like a it will be like a palm tree, right? I see the chidush at the keshtei kloyes of tzer hagadol. It says the wheat uh, a wheat kernel will be like the two uh, kidneys of a of a large ox. Okay, it's there's many other uh, other miracles. And so the the rebbe's question is is so if the whole purpose of when Mashiach will come, the saying outside is that the whole world world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. So, and there'll be so much goodness. So, why are why are Chazal, why are sages speaking so much about all these miracles that are happening as if they like an important thing for itself? It sounds like these miracles themselves. It's like a major focus. Not just it's going to allow us to fulfill Torah mitzvahs. This sounds to be like a major focus. So, in Siv Beis over here, the Rebbe says that the same thing. Really, you have a question in general. If you look in Parshas Bukhukaisai, so the Torah promises the Jewish people all different types of physical rewards. So as a bechukaisai teleichu, if you'll go and fulfill my uh, my statutes, my commandments, then v'nasati gishmechem beitam, I'll give you your rain in its time, and so on and so forth. So the commentary is also asking why is that so important? That's why you should fulfill God's will, in order that God should reward you, and He should reward you for. Uh, with uh, f- physical things, that's the whole. That's the whole goal. Okay, so really, there's a second question over here. Now, the second qu- one question is is so why is so why is the uh, why is the Torah telling us about the physical rewards? That's one question. Seemingly, the most important thing is the spiritual reward, the connection with God Almighty. That's the most important thing. But really, there's another question here, which is, why is why is the Torah at all discussing uh, d- discussing f- the reward? Right. Seemingly, the Mishnah in Pukei Aves and the ethics of our father says, Don't be like those servants who serve their master with expectation of reward. You should be like those servants who are, who are serving their master without expectation of reward. So why, in, why is the Torah even getting into what the reward is? Why is that important? So what's the so oh, so for that we have an answer. If you look in the last paragraph here. It's, the answer is this avoda to serve Hashem altruistically just for just for God's sake. This is a great level. The Rambam says this is a very great level. Not, not every person is able to reach reaches this level. A person, when they start off serving Hashem, they have to serve Hashem for ulterior motives. 
as our sages say, that a person should always fulfill Taylor Mitzvah, even if he's not doing it for the right sake. Therefore, when you teach children and women and uh, in general of the ignorant masses, the first thing you have to teach them to serve Hashem out of fear, and in order to receive reward, until their knowledge will increase, and then eventually they'll come to serve Hashem for, for the sake of Hashem. Now, since Torah speaks to the majority of people, now most people, they're not just serving Hashem without any expectation of reward. That's why the Torah speaks about the reward of Torah and Mitzvah at a great length. So now we can go. So that answers the question: Why is the Torah speaking about reward? Because not everybody's at the level that they can serve Hashem with that expectation of reward. So now we can go a step further. Now, the, the same thing, just just as it as it applies to reward in general. The same thing also applies to what the schar is. In other words, outside. Rebbe said, in other words, since most people, what do they appreciate? They appreciate physical things, appreciate material things. That's what people relate to. So therefore, the Torah is promising the people that they're going to get what they what they want, what they can appreciate, which is a physical material rewards. So that explains why the Torah in general speaks about physical rewards. So now we can apply the same thing also to Mashiach. So first of all, we have to believe in a, and we have to anticipate B'yas Mashiach. We have to anticipate the, reward, the, the coming of Mashiach. So for many people, if you're going to tell them, oh, you know when Mashiach is going to come, so what's going to happen? Oh, you're just the whole day, you're just going to be, uh, you know, thinking about God, right? That doesn't speak to everybody. It doesn't, doesn't talk to everybody. Not everybody, so that doesn't excite everybody. Oh, wow. The whole day, I'm just going to be sitting there and contemplating and in, in, in pursuit of the knowledge of God. Okay? So you might tell them, okay, when Mashiach will come, you're going to appreciate it. But we, a person has to await Mashiach now when they're not yet at that level. And even after Mashiach comes, the Rebbe says, not every person will immediately be at the level where they're able to appreciate the godly revelation, the godly awareness that's going to be then. So that's why also when it comes to Mashiach or sages, they speak about all the physical rewards because that's what most people can relate to. So that's one answer. That's one, one answer that basically Torah is speaking to the masses. However, that, it's, the truth is, but that's true, but it's not a good enough explanation because of course Torah does speak to the majority. Torah al-Harev but at the end of the day, Torah also speaks also to the minority. So if the only reason why the Torah is speaking about and telling us about all the physical rewards and amazing miracles that will happen when Mashiach comes, if the only reason is just for the, for the majority of people, so it comes out that for those select few, for those tzaddikim, let's say, who are beyond this level and they can already appreciate spiritual things, that means for them, this this whole description of of all the physical thing is completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So how can you how could it be that you say, that you say okay? So once you become a tzaddik, then suddenly this parsha and Torah is not this is not relevant to you anymore. 
Right? That, that seems so sort of strange, right? I understand that the Torah wants to speak to the majority, but at the same time, you have to say that there's some message also for the minority, for the, those select few tzaddikim. It has to be a, a meaning over here, even for those people that can relate to, to greater and more lofty spiritual pursuits. Okay. So, uh, let's, let's move on to Sivdalad here, the next page over here. So, now the Rebbe is going to give us a very, a much deeper understanding of the purpose of the, these miracles that will happen in the physical world in which the earth will come. That these miracles are, are actually a, an expression, they're a manifestation of our dedication to Torah and mitzvahs. So let, let's read inside. Concerning the Torah, it is written, It says, Torah is your life in the length of your days. Like we say also in Mayrev, right? What, is it, what do we mean when we say that Torah is our life? It doesn't just mean the Torah brings life to a person in this world and in the next world. It means that Torah is literally the life of every single Jew, of every individual Jew. That means when it comes to a Jew, Torah is not is not just another thing that you have in your life. It's not just another detail, one of the other things that you have or do or practice in your life. Torah is our very identity. It is our very life itself. Okay. Now, it's possible that even though Torah is our life, that's the truth, and regardless of whether you're aware of it, whether you practice Torah and mitzvahs, the fact is, is that Torah is your life. Torah is the life of every single Jew, whether you know it or not, that is the, that, that's the fact. The question is just, how revealed is that fact? How, do you, how much do you see it? How much do you see that Torah is your life? So, now, in general, how, do, how can you tell when, when, if a person is experiencing something, how can you tell whether it's something that's just an external thing, or it's something that really is part of the person's life, it touches them to their core? How can you tell? So, says the Rebbe like this, Person is divided into many parts. A person has a head, he has a, his body, his torso, and, and his legs. So So the head, that's where his more higher powers are. His higher is the intellectual abilities, right? the senses, sight, hearing. So that's the head. Then Then you have the torso, that's where his that's the where his emotions rest. And the legs, 
They only have the power of walking, which is the lowest soul power. Shalini carries by Milus Adam. It's not, in other words, it's not a, it's not an ability in which you see the 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 the, the quality, the um, the superiority of man over other creatures. That's only if you're talking about individual soul powers. But if you're talking about his life, so your life itself was found in your entire body from head to foot. Right? You follow? In other words, if you're talking about specific qualities, so the, the head is greater than the rest of the body. But if you're talking about life itself, life itself is in the entire body equally. The, the whole body is equally alive. You're not going to say that the head is more alive than the foot. And what's the reason? And the reason is because the life of the soul, that is the person's identity. Therefore, it's found in every single part of the body equally because it's it's his identity and therefore it's found everywhere equally. Yes, okay. Now let's go a step further. Now, how do you see? Getting back to our point, when is it manifest? When is it noticeable if 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 a certain thing if it comes from his life? If the if the source of that thing is the person's essence. If it's his identity. What's the what's the um, what's the Evan Habaychen? What's the how do you how how can you tell that? That's when it affects not only his highest powers, but when it affects even the, his lowest koiches, his lowest soul powers, down to the down to his down to his ankle. like a similar just a in a way of 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 explaining this idea. A person is going to think about something that brings him joy. When is it noticeable that the, that the joy has really permeated his whole essence and he's truly joyful? It's when the joy is not only expressed in his thought and speech, it's, a, it's expressed even in his actions till he starts dancing with his feet. The same thing applies to any other emotion, whether it's love, whether it's fear, whether it's pain. In other words, when is it noticeable that something is something is is your essence? Something is it touches your very core. It's coming from your core, coming from your essence. Is when it affects every single part of your body. When it affects even your feet. When you're dancing, right? When you're not just talking, you're not just thinking. When it affects literally every single part of you, even the lower lowest parts. So, how does this relate back to when we talk about how Torah is our life? So, if you want to express, if you want to reveal, if you want to show that Torah is our life, how do you show that? The same thing applies to the fact that Torah is our life. What's the what's how do you reveal, how do you show that 
the Torah is the whole life. Torah is the essence of a person. He so when you see that the Torah affects not only his neshama, not only his soul, his spiritual, more lofty, sublime powers. When you see that it also affects his physical body and all his physical things, that's when you see that Torah is his life. So it's the same thing when it comes to Torah. So that's the that's the Nikudir, that's the point. Point is, when do you see? When is it noticeable? When is it revealed that Torah is our life? When the Torah affects also our physical life. Not just our spiritual life, but our physical life as well. Now we can apply this to the reward of Torah. If the reward for learning Torah would be only that you now, a person, achieves some spiritual reward. Now there isn't a, a complete expression that Torah is your whole life. Because reward is like a natural outcome of you learning Torah. Well, you'd say like this. In other words, why is it that you're getting a spiritual reward for learning Torah? It's not because Torah is your life. It's because you did a spiritual uh, thing and therefore you're getting a spiritual reward. Torah is a spiritual pursuit and therefore the reward is also spirituality. It would be, you wouldn't see, it wouldn't be noticeable that Torah is your life. But when a person is given a physical reward because of his spiritual avoid of then you see that the Torah is not something in addition to, to your identity or just part of who you are. Torah is your whole identity. That's why when you learn Torah, so the reward is in everything that you do. Even to physical mundane things of this world. And the Rebbe says in the next paragraph that what's the reason for that? Because the reason, right, why Torah is your life is because Torah is one with Hashem. Therefore, since Hashem is the is the true existence of everything, and Hashem is the is the ulti, is is de kula. Hashem has the ultimate perfection. Hashem is not just God; isn't just spiritual, but God is also is also affects the physical, and and therefore when you're connected to God, who's the source of all life, so it doesn't only bring spiritual reward, but it also brings physical reward. So basically, what do you see over here? The point is, is that the fact that the reward of Torah and Mitzvahs, the fact that the reward of Torah and Mitzvahs affects the physical realm, that shows that the Torah is our life. Because when do you see that something is your life when it affects not only your, not only the, the spiritual part of, uh, of yourself, but even the physical part, even the lowest part of your existence? And now the Rebbe is going to go a step further. So there's an interesting thing we mentioned before about all these the, the, the miracles when the Mashiach will come. 
So it doesn't only talk about the fact that there's going to be miracles in the physical realm. It also talks about how it's going to happen very quickly. We spoke last week also about the fact that childbirth is going to happen very quickly. What's the significance about the fact that it's going to happen very quickly? And this is actually what's unique about when Mashiach comes. So the fact that there's a physical reward of Torah Mitzvah, that even happens nowadays. But the fact that it's going to happen so quickly, that's something unique to be a Mashiach. So, based on this, also explains the connection of all these physical promises and all these and all the psukim and all the sayings of our sages in regard to Mashiach. Like, like it says, on the very day that the tree will be planted, on that very day will produce its fruit. And the fact that Eretz Yisrael will produce all these delicacies and clothes. Because it's the same theme, because the fact that these things demonstrate the level that the Jewish people will be on at that time. In other words, it's the same general theme. In other words, so the fact, again, so the fact that there's, that there's a physical reward, that demonstrates that the fact that the Torah is our life. Now the Rebbe is going to go a step further. The fact that that all these physical things are happening so quickly, that's also a, dem- a demonstration, that's also an expression, a manifestation of our spiritual state, of, of, of the way we we're fulfill- going to be fulfilling Torah mitzvahs. Why is it that nowadays, why, why does a person have to work so hard? In order to achieve whatever all these physical things, and everything is a whole process till the fruits grow. Whether it's grass, whether it's fruit. So, what's the reason for that? So, it's not only because of the sin of the tree of knowledge, so the world would descend into a lower state. Like Hashem told Adam Arishen that the, the earth will be cursed because of you. You'll, you'll, you'll have to eat. It'll take, uh, it'll take, um, it'll, it'll take a lot of effort. With, by the sweat of your brow shall you eat bread. That's not the only reason. The reason is because the physical world, so to say is not a keli, it's not a receptacle, it's not able to receive, so to say, God's, uh, God's hashpa, God, his, 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 his uh, it's not able to receive what he, what he's, the, the, the spiritual, what God has given, the, the spiritual, uh, whatever you call the hashpa, yeah, the, <laughs> influence. influence, yeah, thank you, yeah, the spiritual influence, right, it's, it's not able, the world is not able to receive it properly, it's not in sync, so to say. It's not in sync with this with the spiritual realm. And therefore, even a person who's learning Torah and he's doing mitzvah properly, and he's getting all of his physical needs met, it doesn't happen immediately. Because the physical things are not united with their source, which is which is the spiritual influence which is coming from Hashem. That's nowadays. And this is what's going to be unique when Mashiach comes. There won't be any delay in the physical growth. 
That's because the physical things, they will be united with their source. The word of Hashem. And the Rebbe gives over here, he says, gives us a mushal over here. He says that, he says that the difference between a person nowadays who's totally dedicated to Torah Mitzvah. So we, we say, Bechukaisai is Lashon Chakika, the Alter Rebbe says. It means that a person, so to say, the Torah Mitzvah is engraved inside of him. The Torah Mitzvah is one with him. And therefore, so since Torah Mitzvah is so one with him, so therefore, um, so therefore, it affects even his physical life and he gets a physical rewards. So, now, even... In this level of Chakika, where the Torah is, so to say, a part of your very existence, but there's, there could be two different levels. There's two types of Chakika. One type of Chakika of engraving, where you just engrave on the surface. It's engraved, it's part of you, but it's just on the surface. Then there's another type of, of, of engraving, where you engrave and it goes from one side to the other. So... The Rebbe says that's the difference between nowadays when Mashiach comes. When something is engraved inside a person, so even when Torah Mitzvah is part of you, but it's not, it's not in such a way that it's literally your essence. Therefore, the same thing is also in the effect. It's not in such a way that it permeates even his all of ex, his external things. However, when Torah mitzvahs are engraved in the person from one side to the other, in such a way that it completely permeates him, it's his entire essence. So it, it permeates the person from one side to the other. It affects the person in all of his abilities, all of everything about his life. Everything, even his mundane and physical parts of his life. And therefore it's noticeable, even in the physical world you see that there's no separation, there's no delay between the person's actions and the growth of, of the fruit in the world. Hashem's the hashpah comes into the world literally without any delay whatsoever. So in other words, the, so that's the that's the, that's the point. The point over, over here is is that the importance, the reason why our sages are are um, the reason why they're emphasizing the all the physical things that are going to ha- going to happen. They're going to happen so quickly because all of that is demonstrating the level, the spiritual level that we're going to be on. So to sum up, so in other words, nowadays. Why is the, what's the importance of the physical rewards? That's because it, that when a person is totally chakuk, when when, to, when the Torah is his essence, when it becomes a part of him, so then so it affects even his physical life. But at the end of the day, it's like even though it's a part of you, but so to say, it's like it's engraved on the surface. It doesn't it doesn't touch your your very essence? So since the Torah doesn't touch the person's very essence. 
So therefore, they sort of say there's there's a delay between this as physical life and there's his spiritual life. You could still sort of say differentiate between the two. And therefore, even though his his spiritual life affects his physical life, but there's a delay, right? Because you could still you know there's the Torah which is engraved in him. It's a part of him, but it's on the surface. And then there's you know then there's him. There's his physical life. So it's not literally one and the same. When Mashiach will come, the Torah mitzvah will will be will will affect our very essence. It will be like the the engrave the, the the letters which are engraved from one side to the other. It will be our very our very essence. You won't be able to differentiate between our physical life and our spiritual life. Our, our physical life will be completely permeated with our spiritual life, and therefore also the effect that it's going to have in, in the in, in the physical world is that is is that the, the the spiritual influence from Hashem will affect the physical world immediately. So this is a much deeper explanation over here of the importance of the miracles of when Mashiach will come. They were all a demonstration of the spiritual level that we're going to be uh, holding out when Mashiach will come. So the last explanation over here that we'll discuss tonight is this is from a Maimur Vayemur Le'Yohainas from Tavshin from 1968. So this is a very uh, deep Maimur over here. So let's... Uh, Say the, the main point over here. So all of the explanations uh, of an, until now, the main point is basically that the, the physical is basically it's an expression of the spiritual, right? It's a manifestation of the spiritual state of the world. But Chassidus takes it, it really takes the whole the whole concept a, a step further. It says that the truth is, is that even though nowadays the way we look at it is that the spiritual is higher than the physical, but the truth is, is that the source of the of the physical world and the physical body actually has a higher source in the spiritual world. And that's why it says, when the Sheikh will come, It says, literally, the soul will get its nutrition from the body. Just like now the body gets its life from the soul, when the Sheikh will come, the soul will actually benefit from the body. Now nowadays there's something we can't even relate to. What does that even mean? But when the Sheikh will come, then we'll see the we'll see the, the the what's so great about the physical world. So what the Rebbe says is in, in this mind was an amazing thing. So the fact that the body um, enjoys physical things is because really these, you know, all the physical things, they, you know, that's what the body relates to. And the reason why our sages, they speak so much about all the physical things, the physical miracles that will happen when Mashiach will come, is because the physical actually has a greater source than the spiritual. So in other words, it's not just that, it's not just that the, the, phys- the fact that it's affecting the physical world, that's an expression of the great spirituality. It's so to say the physical itself has a quality that the spiritual world doesn't have. And that's something that we're only going to experience when Mashiach will come. So basically to sum up, what, what did we learn so far? So basically we had so far, we have in Halacha. So the Rambam, even before, before we get to the, the, the miracles of Mashiach, we have the very fact that the world will be peaceful. Why is that relevant? We said because that's the whole purpose of Torah Mitzvah. The whole purpose of Torah Mitzvah is to affect the world in such a way that the world will be in sync with Torah Mitzvah, that we should be able to fulfill Torah Mitzvah properly. In other words, this is part of the Shlemus of Torah Mitzvah. But we said that's not enough because then why is it so important that there should be all these great miracles and why are our sages putting such an emphasis on, on it? 
So for that, we have one ex- another explanation. Well, that's for, you know, it's to, so to say, get all, everybody excited, even, even those who are not at the level to, to appreciate the spiritual. That's one explanation. Then we said deeper that the fact that, that um, the fact that there'll be reward in the physical world and the fact that it will happen in such a, uh, will happen so quickly and everything, that's all a, an expression, it's all a manifestation of the fact that we'll be at a level that Torah will be our entire life and it will be our essence and therefore it will affect every part of our being, even our, even our physical being in such a way that it happens immediately. That was the second explanation of why we're putting a, uh, such an emphasis on, the, on these miracles. And then... Uh, last, we have an even deeper explanation that actually the fact that there's going to happen, the, the fact that there'll be these 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 miracles in the physical realm, that's because the the physical realm actually has a greater quality. It's actually a greater level um, than the spiritual. And that's something that we'll only be able to experience when Mashiach comes. And the main point is is that we should experience all of the all of this, take it from beyond Mamish immediately, and it should happen um, right now.